All right, welcome back, everybody, to your new favorite wrestling podcast on the interwebs. My name is Alexis, and with me is Tiff and Nicole, and we are here to give you another great episode of Down for the Count. Uh, wrestling's been crazy this week, so let's just jump right into it. Um, let's start off Monday Night Raw. This is the first Raw, their season premiere, whatever, um, with Paul Heyman officially in control <laughs> as a backstage guy. A lot of changes gone down. Um, let's just, what did y'all think of Raw last night? I actually liked the show. Um, it wasn't perfect, but I felt like it moved quickly. Um, it got to the point. There wasn't really long, drawn out monologues going on. It was exciting in some parts. The matches were decent. And the end was very surprising. So overall, I, yeah, I like the show. Um, okay. I wasn't terrible, but it wasn't like, I don't know. I just wanted something a little bit more because it was it is a go-home show before um, Hell in a Cell. There's literally no other matches announced, literally, except for um, Becky and Sasha, um, Bray Wyatt and Sarah Rollins, and um, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns versus... Rowan Man Harper. Yeah, who, yeah, whoever the fuck they are. So it's just like, <laughs> like. Oh man, we, you know what? I forgot Hell in a Cell was this Sunday. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Sun- I was like, we don't oh, have shit. any other matches. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's weird. <laughs> I'm a horrible wrestling fan. Oh, but I do like the new set. I'm really into the new set. Yay, we have Pyro back. Yes! I missed yes. the Pyro. I missed it so I much. Know. It makes it so much better. It just mm-hmm. does. Especially with Miz's entrance. Because I forgot he had that. Yeah. I forget yeah. people had stuff until they had it again. <laughs> <laughs> bought the smoke back for Becky. Oh, it looks so it's, good, it's too. It looked good behind her when she held up that title. It just made it look. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Now I can see, like, yeah. Okay, you might, you might be a little bit of a man. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. uh, did you guys see where Corbin's throne broke? <laughs> oh, oh my God! I was waiting for somebody to mention it. <laughs> he was sitting in it, and it broke. <laughs> That was hilarious. Listen, I saw that on Instagram, and I was like, "Yes." I was like, "They were so worried about that new pyro. They said, fuck all the other set pieces today.'" What? What do you guys think of the uh, the new stage setup? Because this is definitely a change up. Because I I can't remember the last time they changed the entrance or law. It's been years, like years. Yeah, but they, they made it like a big media wall instead of just, you know, the regular back panel backing. They made that part of the media and stuff. 
that's the only thing they've changed in the last couple of years. But for the most part, I liked it. I thought that whole thing, being the media wall from the top of the Titantron to all the way to the ramp, that shit is sick. I could just about imagine what they're gonna do with SmackDown. Yeah. See, to, to me, it looks like a giant slide. Like I just want to grab a skateboard and like just go down the ramp and shoot off of it. See, that's why I like it too, though, because it looks like a slide. But I, like how the, but I like how the graphic looks, and I like how people, especially when you have people who have like, like a darker um, Titantron, like think of like an Aleister Black or something like that. Basically, like it's very, like it's very hidden. So you can't, I, I can't like how you can't tell that they're coming from Gorilla. That's what I like about right. it. It's like a, an illusion. That shit's gonna be AJ when he comes out. out. When AJ Styles came out, I didn't see him come out. He was just there. I, like I was like, that. wait, where did he come from? And I was like, you know what? That's kind of cool. Cause it's just a little hole right there where they come out at. You saw it when Ray came out. But mm-hmm. you didn't see AJ Styles come out. And I was like, that's kind of dope. I kind of like that. They I need can't to wait let for... Ray um, pop out the floor again. Dude, oh, he's yes. so No, I'd be afraid he breaks something. He, he'd take out his knee that's... again. Oh, he ain't that he's jumping off the top rope to do the 619 and to take you out after that. I mean, <sighs> he can jump out the floor. Shit, it's just a flow. <laughs> Well, speaking of Ray, if we want to talk about overdone beatdowns, for some reason, the mutated dork known as Brock Lesnar came back and basically murdered Ray and his son on national television. Um, I only have one question. Why? What was the purpose of this? Okay. Like, I'm going to tell you that there is a rumor out there that Cain Velasquez is coming to the WWE. What? Cain Velasquez. Yes. What? Wait, who? That's Okay, I was gonna put I, I put it in my daily rumor meal, but this is gonna come out before that. So I'm gonna give y'all a little precursor, okay? From what I've learned after all the research I did yesterday and today, Kane Velasquez is supposed to be coming to the WWE. And he is supposed to be going after Brock Lesnar. The reason why all of this is supposed to tie in together is because Kane is supposed to be friends with Rey Mysterio, and that's how they're gonna tie this in. So I don't know when he's supposed to come, but I would assume it's going to be soon. But that is a rumor, it is not fact. But it could help to explain why this even started to begin with. That's what I heard. I can only go by, and I'm just saying it. It is a rumor. It may not be true yet. So just take a breath and just take it with a grain of salt. That's all I'm going to say. I like Kane. I just think that's super. I like Kane, and he's done very. Um, if you guys aren't aware, Kane has uh, debuted in AAA Wrestling, and he's had quite a few matches, and he's been really good so far. But that's like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. He went to WWE. Like, I, my brain would melt. Mm, my that's, brain. I think didn't he beat Lesnar? Hey, babe. Uh, I'm not Kane, sure. Kane beat Brock Lesnar. Did he have a match with him in UFC? 
Because I know Overeem whooped his ass. I remember that. <laughs> I had to I had to watch that fight a couple times because that, that gave me satisfaction. So. <laughs> Just saying. But yes, he 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 was wrestling in AAA, but he's been fielding offers from WWE, Impact, and AEW. He beat Brock Lesnar with a TKO. That is right. That is right. Oh, I like to say now. In 2010? Yeah, I remember that. Dang, that was forever ago. Because I knew there's two people that beat him. And I remember one was like, it was like super fast and I could not remember who it was. Like, it was bad. Like, it was super fast. And I guess this was him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Chromie ain't beat him the other. No, it was Overeem that beat him the other time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Overeem was his last fight. That's what made him retire. After he fought Overeem, he mm-hmm. retired. Yeah. I think he got his old ass beat in ten seconds, and then can call him back to the WWE. Well, he does that even when he's in WWE. When he gets tired of it, when he doesn't lose, or when he doesn't want to lose, he'll quit. Talking about some, this not for me no more. I need to go on the bigger and better things. And then he'll come back out of nowhere and have this massive winning streak. And you see he only lost a couple of times in the last three to four years. I don't like, I don't like mutated lobster man and his stupid sword tattoo and his tramp stamp. I cannot take a man with a tramp stamp seriously. I can't. Oh my gosh. I know, I and I know I keep saying that, but when I saw him, like his back sat, like when he had his back turned and the camera was like this weird angle, and I'm like, wait a minute, he has a this grown ass man has a <laughs> tribal tattoo right above his ass crack. Like, how do you look up in the mirror, my G? Like then every day, no, like oh my god. Well, speaking of. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of people who have really done past their limit, there's been a special five-man tag team announcement for our favorite show of the year, Saudi Arabia's Crown Jewel. With Team Flair and Team Hogan. Why are these old men having my dick can still work fight in Saudi Arabia? Well, let's be honest. Flair and Hogan are fighting. They have people fighting for them. It's still, so, it's still basically a dick swinging contest. It's just old men. Well, I mean, in Saudi Arabia, they are still living in those days of superstars. They haven't necessarily caught up to us yet, so <laughs> they still think Undertaker's a viable character. So uh, you kind of have to get a little bit, because. You know, they don't know no better. Mm. Uh, I don't want to see another body show. This is, they should have learned from the last one when, you know, Bill like, almost killed himself. Well, I don't think they're going to have anybody over, the, you know, in over 50 wrestling. Possibly Undertaker might, you know, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like it because it's too close to Survivor Series. And it's the same premise. It's just not, I don't think it's elimination wise. It's a tag team match. So, 
Well, it's too close to what Survivor Series is. It's too, it's too close to that for me. It's and gonna just, be on um, Halloween. Yeah. And I'm like, I got better things to do on Halloween than watch a show from Saudi Arabia. Like, I ain't, you know. Next, I'm not watching it anyway. Oh. Well, it, because how, it's on a Thursday, and then someone and said that they suggested they do an all-women's SmackDown show on that Friday. Dang. Well, they might have to. They're going to have to anyway. And sorry, they can't get back. They're not going to get back in time. And they're taking everybody over there. They all take top everybody. Male superstars. Except for, like, you know, John's not going to go. Daniel Bryan is not going. Kevin is going, I don't think. Sammy's not going. Because um, I think Sammy's banned from going over there. Sammy, Sammy um, can't set foot in Saudi Arabia. He, he can't. He killed on sight. Yeah, yeah. he can't. Um, Alistair Beck can't go. Alistair can't go because he's got too many tattoos. And they no, his they, tattoos. it's not his tattoos. The amount of his tattoos is they try to say his tat some of his tattoos are like satanic or whatever and then he was like well I don't give a fuck about you guys anyways I don't want to go so he just is like whatever um who else and there's quite a few who are just like I'm not gonna go like Daniel Bryan doesn't want to go he said he doesn't agree with the Saudi government so he's not going and um you know Randy Orton volunteered to go of course he did, because yeah, he wants to get paid. Yeah, you don't care. He said, they, when the situation with the um, the journalist who was murdered came up, he was like, well, you know, we're not politicians, so, you know, we have to do our job. Of course, we're not going to pull out. We're going to go. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm pulling out. If, That's something if, you know how to do, so, you know. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just like, like he's just stupid with that. And then who else? There's a couple people because I remember more people didn't go this year than the previous year. I think people are finally growing a backbone and saying, no, I'm not putting my life in jeopardy to give you guys a paycheck. It's really who um, was it? For the Saudi government, though. They're only doing that to make themselves appear to be, you know, forward thinking and so they can gain more footing in the um in the world. And really it's all a smokescreen. It is. Cause you know what? What was it? Um where Alexa and Sasha, this is what I'll give Alexa Bliss credit for, her and Sasha here. What was it? India? They were the first two women to ever wrestle in India. And they, modif- they modified their ring gear so yes. from their neck down, everything was covered. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if they can make come with a decision with that, that's when people will be tuning in. But again, I'm not. I don't, I've never watched a Saudi show. I'm never going to start. And if they do have an all women SmackDown on that Friday, everybody watch that SmackDown and make it the highest rating SmackDown ever. I agree. Like, just watch it support the women and this would be the you know don't watch the Saudi show because I don't but you know they don't care about ratings on that show don't watch the Saudi show support an all-woman show and make that have higher ratings than any Saudi show or perhaps and then maybe they'll get the idea that's just me <laughs> there's all right. 
still that contract, they don't have a choice. They have well, a three-year contract with them, and they got one more year after this to continue on doing the salary shifts. Yeah. Well, been so next year, year, and I bet you, and well, I bet you, there's been so much blowback. I bet you he ain't gonna sign a contract that again you know but it really wasn't that Vince is urgent it was this was Triple H's deal yeah I'm throwing Kratos a side eye Mm -mm. well see this is the thing I think in under normal circumstances without the journalist being murdered right when you really step back and look at it it wasn't done on Triple H's part just oh let's do some money like their point is to be global with WWE. So they want to be able to go eat into every market, including marginalized markets. So his thing was, okay, we're in India, cool. Let's make this even better. Let's go into Saudi and do some things. And the Saudi government came to them. They didn't go to them, they came to them. It was like, we want to start an initiative. We're doing this. This is what we want. They sat down and gave out a whole presentation and whatever they presented to them seemed to be plausible. And then the shit with the journalists came out. That is what really killed it. And mm. it was just like, it was one thing after another. It was the prince overthrowing his, um, I think it was his father or his uncle to be the, the king. Then he, um, then he had the journalists killed. And then it's just, it's constant blowback with them. And no matter what they do, they gotta fulfill these last contracts with it. They have to do it. So yeah. even if they are reluctant, they have to do it. Exactly. If I, was, I wouldn't sign anything else we don't need. I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, you know what? It's too volatile. Our company can't take the hit no more. No, because yeah, especially I'm sure AEW would be chomping at the bit to do it. Oh lord. Let's let's hope Cody has some morals in this. Uh, but look at him. He does. He's just fucking. He just runs his mouth too much. He does have more. I as a whole, I think they are more immoral than Vince and Co. I know the cons have done some business in the Saudi, but it was just it was like buying um, hotel. You're, crack, you're cracking up, Nicole. Stuff, so Yeah, they were to go do something like that, people would be like, what the fuck? And if you want to be real, if they signed a deal like that, a good portion. Nicole, you're breaking up. Of the wrong. Yeah, you keep losing. People wouldn't be able to go. Hold on, let me switch my Wi Fi. Okay. It's just Hello. as bad. It's real choppy. What's wrong with my Wi-Fi? Hold on. All right. 
<laughs> so while Nicole figures that out, we're we're gonna don't worry, folks. We're gonna be digging into AEW because this is a big week for them too. Oh, uh, is this better? Yeah, a lot yeah. better. Okay, <laughs> there we go. So repeat everything you just said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What was I talking about? Oh, about um, Tony Khan having some morals. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, they have a lot more morals than WWE, in my opinion. And also, if they happen to do a deal exactly like that, three fourths of the people that they employ would not be able to go. That'd be barely a show. You have Brandy wouldn't be able to go because she's a woman. That's your mm-hmm. chief brand officer. Um, yeah. Sonny Kiss wouldn't be able to go. Um, whoever else was, whoever else was, is gay. That's working there. Wouldn't be able to go. I, none of your women. I, I it's not like it's that much women. Yeah. Well, none of the women will go be able to go anyway. So that's she's already a group of people that can't go. Um. And then who? And then you think about it. And also the same thing with your ref. Their best ref, um, Audrey, mm-hmm. is a woman. And like, and there's no telling who else in the backstage part. So it's like, that's a lot of people who just, you would just have like, it would basically be like a house show. It wouldn't even be like a pay-per-view because, you know, you wouldn't have the manpower to do a full pay-per-view because your roster is not that deep yet. True. Plus, you know, since they're not under like contracts, well, they are, but they're at the same point where it's like they just be like, yeah, you know what? We ain't doing it. Nope. I can go to New Japan and not have to worry about getting killed and work three shows there and make triple the amount of money I'm probably going to get paid by doing this. So, right. And then have a good time and like go eat some food and like have fun afterwards. I've been like, you know what? I'm just going to go to Japan. You guys have fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Literally, that's I'd, I'd be on a plane already. I was like, uh, text me and you guys let's get back to the States. All right. Well, we're going to talk about AEW here in a little bit because it's going to be a big week for them. But uh, let's finish up here with Raw. Um, so I woke up today to a very disgusting picture, and it was apparently of oh. Lana and Bobby Lashley playing tonsil hockey. And, and you know, WWE Creative, if you're listening to this, um, are you running out of ideas again that you're repeating something from like 10 years ago? Well, they've been doing that for the last... <laughs> For a long time. I mean, it is this. I don't have a problem. Damn storyline. I don't have a problem with the concept because we really don't know what the hell is going on. All we know is there was an alluding to Lana and Rusev having issues, and then from there, Rusev says we're having problems. I want to speak about my problems. Then he goes to the ring later on that night, and his wife is coming out there with another dude. She might as well have pulled his dick out and fucked him on stage, as far as I was concerned. Pretty much. It just was not. First of all, I don't like Bobby Lashley. So that was a double. (laughs) 
What do you call him? What's your what's your tier? What's what's your term of endearment for Bobby Lashley? I call him Mr. Hate. Oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) I got got shit for that. Like seriously, I was calling him Mr. Hanky, and somebody came on my page and was like, "Are you literally calling him Mr. Hanky?" I'm like, "Yeah, why? What's the problem?" And he goes, "Well." He's a black man, and you're calling him Mr. Hanky. That's just not cool. I was like, I'm black. <laughs> Awkward. What is your point? Well, it's racist. <laughs> I'm racist because I'm calling this walking diaper stain Mr. Hanky. Are you serious? Are you serious right now? You're, you're, you gotta be joking. Okay, like, oh, some Billy KC, you got to be joking. Okay? You got to be kidding me. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Like, I say, are you kidding? And he said, no, like, I feel like that's so disrespectful. I'm like, hmm, I have called Mandy Rose a glitter thot. I know the best comebacks. I called Becky Lynch crotch fire and your only problem with me is that I called Bobby Lashley a greased up foiled piece of shit um I just want to understand what what the issue is because I say a lot of fucking shit by a lot of people um, I called Charlotte Tetherball titties the other day I don't understand I was very confused I still am I just don't like Bobby Lashley. He does not strike my fancy. He comes across as very boring to me. Now, I'm not going to say Bobby Lashley isn't a talented individual, but as a heel, it is my job as your face commentator to give you the truth. And the truth is, is that Bobby Lashley needed Leo Rush a lot just to be relevant on television. And now he has to have Lana to be relevant on television. So mm. here you go. Not to not to break subject, but I just saw a picture of Miz in the suit he wore last night. Like oh, such a good suit. Yeah. It was so nice. Like, like, he has some he has choice. a good tailor. He does. He does. Right. Maurice made him ditch those jorts and be like, nah, you're not wearing rhinestones and jorts when you're around me. Nope, nope, get no shit. Put him outside, lit him on fire, you know, evil spirits arose from him, and she goes, No more. He's looking he's looking real good, man. Oh, and um, congratulations. I know we're late on it, but congratulations to Ms. Mer- and Maurice for welcoming another little girl into the world. So big congratulations to both of you guys. It's- Freaking cute, damn it! Ah, <laughs> uh, what is it? I think it's Madison Jade. That's her name. That's cute. Oh, wait a minute, Maurice, Mike. Oh, Monroe. Oh, come on, really? What? What's wrong with that? 
all all their names start with M. It's like AJ. All his kids have the initials A and J. That's why he has that giant AJ tattooed on his side with his kids' birthdays. I'm like, dude, you know there's other oh, letters in the back of it, right? I forgot I about that. Yeah, AJ Styles, all his kids have the initials A and J because his real name's Alan James. Real creative yeah, there. Yeah. And um, that's what and then all his initials are AJ. Damn straight. That's Georgia right there. And it's like, that's what the. <laughs> it's, that's why he has AJ tattooed on his side. And if you look, those are the birth dates of all his kids. Yeah, I knew he had all the birthdays. I just thought that. That was just like these are my kids and this is my name. I, I didn't know that all of his kids had A and J. That's a lot. Yeah, Someone else is like that. Someone That's... else in the biz is, is did something weird like that. Mm. Oh, but the only comment that I have. Oh God, I hope she doesn't come back. Um, the one comment I have about. Um, saw that even pre picture, didn't you? Yes. Um, yeah. The, my <laughs> problem with the Lashley and Lana thing, um, actually, Lance Storm um, sent out a tweet and he was like, the one, one of the pieces of advice I have gotten from Randy Savage that I have used my entire career was never you do a storyline with a theater. How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll let you get back to the podcast. And then Lance was like, you know, okay. And he was like, well, I don't have a life anymore because of it. Damn. Well, no, no, Macho. Macho was kind of controlling, man. Like, he kept Elizabeth yeah. on a very short leash. Like, I'm surprised yeah, that he's not going to the bathroom by herself. Okay, I get that he was overly controlling. But I think that he was trying to protect her, and I don't think he had malicious intent yeah, involved. He wasn't doing it to be like a controlling asshole. He truly was trying to protect her from the assholes he worked with. Because I mean, there were people shitting in suitcases and just all type of shit going on backstage. There was no respect for people. They were pranking each other. Shit was getting fucked up. And then she she said, "I don't. I can't do anything. I'm. I'm I got why she felt suffocated. But when she broke free, she went." completely left and just started messing with Lex Luger. He's married. Mm-hmm. And she's in WCW just going fucking ape shit. And I'm just like, what happened? Like, it wasn't that bad that you just had to go 
left like that and you got to the point where you left one man who was controlling you to another man who controlled you. Miss Elizabeth had something in within her that was attracting a particular type of person. But I don't think Randy was trying to be that kind of guy. I think he was just trying to protect her, but he didn't truly know how to do that. So he did it the only way he knew how, which was, I need to know where she is, where she's going, what she's doing. It's the only way to protect her from getting hurt, protect her from getting, you know, bullied or anything like that. It was his way of loving her, but it was smuggling. Like you feel- and then she leaves him, gets with little girl, it got Obviously I'm all, that. I'm all for caring about your significant other, especially if your wife, if you're in a business where, you know, it's not unlikely to hear, hey, look at Kurt Angle's wife, for instance. She divorced him, and the next thing you know, she hooked up with Jeff Jarrett. I mean, it's nothing new, which is, first of all, girl, you downgraded yourself. You went from Kurt Angle to Jeff Jarrett? Yeah. Are they still married to him? I think they're still married. Yeah, they're still yeah. married. They're still married. Old ass ring rat. Uh, oh, did I say that? Yeah. <clears throat> My bad. <clears throat> uh, but, but, you know, it gets to a point where it's like you watch um, Dark Side of the Ring and they're talking to Linda Hogan and I, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt. But she said, like, I think she said something along the line, like, after a while, like, me and she's like you know because her and linda were good friends well you know linda was when she even linda said she goes you know i was kind of the party girl and i like going out and i just like having fun and you know she goes it came to a point where you know we couldn't hang out by ourselves anymore because randy didn't trust me and he you know she's like randy was my best friend and or you know we were really tight and we always had barbecues and all that and she goes, you know, and then like out of the blue, he just, you know, kind of, he gave her a curfew. He told her what time she had to be home. If she like was one minute late, he'd go ballistic. And I'm just like, yeah, no. See, I don't care who you think you are. If I'm a grown ass woman, I'm doing what I want to do. I understand you want to look out for me. But if you tell a grown ass woman she has to be home by a certain time, I don't know about y'all, but I'm giving that person the finger and staying out extra late. Exactly. <laughs> no. No, I'm not a child. No. I, I don't know. I told a line when it comes to um, her with Hogan and her, her story. I feel like she's leaving out some pieces. Cause it, it, nobody just starts out of the blue just going, well, yeah, well, you can't you can't go out anywhere. You have to come home, and it's like eleven o'clock, and you're like, you have to come home by eleven thirty. And that shit don't that's that's not normal, Mm-mm. especially if he wasn't doing it before. So something triggered the behavior, and if it was Linda Hogan, she admits that she was a party girl, then I'm sure he knew what his wife would be doing if she was hanging out with her. Now, I'm not condoning Randy's behavior at all, but I think Randy knew his wife better than anybody. And that's why he did what he did. Ultimately though, he over, he overcompensated. He didn't have to go that far and he did. And it just, it just made things worse, which made her ultimately go 
even further to the left. And that's where the situation with Luger comes in. Well, did you did you right. guys you guys know how their um, how Elizabeth and Luther how people Luther they found out they were they were dating right? I watched. The well, Dark wasn't Side she of the like Ring. living down this? Yeah, I watched Dark Side of Ring. So she was living like down the street, or like in the same complex or whatever as his family. Yeah, she was he living. Yeah, he was paying he for her. Shit. He was paying for her. He wanted her to be close, so he put her in the apartment complex with his family and he would leave from the, um from their jobs they would go back home he would be at home with his family then he would tell his wife he'd go to the gym and he'd be laying up down at um miss elizabeth's house getting hot sleeping with her drinking around with her uh-uh. see i don't have uh, this this is going to be a conversation for another day because we could we could go off on this but um I don't know, just... <sighs> Alright, uh, back to Raw. <laughs> this is heated. Alright, um... Ain't much to say about Raw, to be honest. Well, yeah, that's that, pretty much it. Alright, well, It's something that almost happened on at the end of the show. I mean, I don't. I don't know what like, was worse. I don't know what was worse, the kiss or her wig. Like... Well, I mean, it's not the kiss kiss was worse because she was about to fuck him because she had her leg in the air. She Ooh. wrapped her leg around it. It was and just, I was like, well, first of all, well, well, first of all, it was weird. I, I knew, I figured she was going to come out as soon as he had his pep. Bobby came out and was holding his hand out. I was like, okay, Lana will probably pop up. And then it was like, he kept like, he would put his arm down, put it out again. And then he kept doing it a couple times. He's like, why is she taking so long? She should have been right behind you. She had a deck yeah, of walk. I dated him oh, to stop putting them in shoes that can't <laughs> walk because they did that to Charlotte a couple weeks ago when she was in there she trying to tiptoe. You ain't walking she down didn't that when She did that kick Okay. She still kicked the bitch in the face. That's that's what it matters. I'm... You ain't walking uh, down that media slide wall in them six inch stiletto heels. That shit is not happening. She almost busted her ass when she came out there. Now, my ankles hurt just looking at that. Like, oh, put regular heels on. Don't go above four. You already tall enough to be able to pull it off. You got really high arches. So just put the four inch to four inch heels on and walk. Cause you can walk in a four inch heel. Anybody can walk in a four inch heel. Jesus. True. Alright, so what do you guys think of Raw? Again, this was the first one that Paul Heyman was in charge of. We had the new set. We had a new commentary team. Um, no commentary. Oh, okay. Commentary was probably the worst aspect. I think that's it what was took so me out. Because bad commentary really takes me out of wrestling it was when I'm watching it on TV. And I'll say this. I expected more from Jerry the King Lawler, and he gave us absolutely nothing. And Dio Madden was a wet blanket. If he wasn't saying nothing about nothing, he was literally silent. There was no reason for that man to be on commentary ever. They need to fire him today. Bring back Brian, uh, Braxton, bring back Saxon and Phillips. 
Wallet. See, I don't like. I don't like. I don't like Byron. I know that. I like him as a person. I don't like him. I don't like him on. Honestly, they should have left Dito, Dio, Dito, Dio in 205 Live so he could improve. Mm-hmm. I would have switched him with Aiden English. I can see that. Because he, yeah. he would have been ready. Switched yeah. him with Aiden English, had Aiden English and Vic Joseph, Jerry King Lawler, because apparently, because I heard apparently Heyman was not a fan. Is still does not want him on there for X amount for a long time. So oh, clearly, he's temporary. So, yeah, was... he's very temporary. So yeah. he's literally either gonna be on there for a couple weeks and they replace him for someone, or he's either gonna be on there a couple weeks and then he's gonna be gone. Yeah. Well, Heyman's more for pushing the new class. I hate to say that, but. You know, and I'll, I'll say this when we get to, to AEW, but I love JR and I love Jerry Lawler. Those were my two favorite commentators growing up when I was watching wrestling. JR can't keep up. Lawler, you know, I remember Lawler now. It's very cringy when you hear it, but he's basically kissing Vince McMahon's ass the entire time, or he's, you know, basically. Yeah, he was basically like a six-year-old boy who's seen boobs for the first time and he hit puberty. And yeah, really, you know, he, he can't really do that anymore. There's no, really no authority figure on Raw to him kiss butt to. And, you know, I, Tiff, you said this to me earlier. If Raw started up with the sexist crap again, how many sponsors would pull out? And we all know Vince loves his sponsors. True that. But I don't, it's not that I expected him to be that version of Lawler, but he's been able to tone himself down in years and still put out decent commentary. This was something different. And it was so bad. And it was like everybody was taking their cues from Matt. Vic was the only one who gave you anything. And then the whole time that you watched it, you're just like, okay, so we're not going to hear any commentary tonight. All right, cool. It was just like there are matches going on and I'm not hearing anything. The only person uh-huh. who's speaking is Vic Joseph. Now, I don't know if it's meant to be that way, if they set it up that way because they feel like one person talking is better than having three people talking, but we're used to having at least two people going back and forth with each other talking about the match, calling the match. You've got one guy calling the match and then you've got two people, what do you you pay them for? Just sit one person out there and have them call the match then. See that? Why do you have them out there? They made a big mistake moving Michael Cole and I see Michael Cole coming back to Raw because everyone gives Michael Cole shit, but it's like- the greatest. I love Michael Cole. he, He can carry a match. He can tell a story. He can make anybody sound good. You can't have two green announcers who, you know, are definitely fish out of water on here without what a veteran yeah. to hold it down. And if they got well, Vic sex- isn't bad. That that's the thing. It's not Vic. It's not him at all, actually. I'm fine with, with Vic being on there. Vic Joseph runs it like Mike would. If you're sitting there and you hear Vic Joseph, it's almost like you're hearing Michael Cole. So I don't have an issue with Vic Joseph. 
My sole problem is with Dio Madden. He was so flat. He was so, there was no energy. There was nothing. There was nothing from him other than when he would speak, it was like, you know how like you go to your friend's house and you guys are having a conversation and you're like, yeah, oh, wow. Wow, I never knew that. I never saw that. That was the only inflection you would get. That was the only surprise you would get. Jerry would chime in on occasion, but most of the time the conversation was not even between the three of them. It was just Joseph saying something and then occasionally Dio Madden would pop up and he would say something else. And it was just Joseph the whole time. I don't have a problem with it, Joseph, but that's not wrestling. Mm. So what grade? So A through F. How would you guys grade Raw? Because I I got halfway through it and then I was just I I was to be honest I was bored by it because I saw Heyman's fingerprints all over it and I'm just not a big fan of Paul Heyman. I don't care what people say. He, he still owes a lot of ECW guys money and until. I hear from Tommy Dreamer and Sandman and all those guys that he they've been they paid him. I don't care much for him, but I just he's I don't want to see wrestling go in reverse. I wanted to see it go forward. I don't want yeah. I don't want a repeat of nineteen ninety-nine draw. Like I, I lived through that era. I don't want to see it again. I'm I'm not impressed. I give it I give it a C. And that's just me being nice. Like, uh-uh. Like you start is where I see is where I would give it. I'm not saying it was perfect. It wasn't a perfect show, but it was okay. I I was entertained enough to watch it, see it through to the end. So I see is reasonable. Yeah, that's about what I gave it to. Uh, only say C because the Vikings, I'm still calling them War Raiders. I don't care. War Raiders were on my TV. They had a great match and they won. So, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Uh, yeah, you know, when you open your show and you're just like, oh, we're season premiere of Raw and you trot out the mutant sack of meat that nobody wants to see unless they're really grasping straws for the Attitude Era again. That's how you open your show. You automatically lose me. Like, no dice. I would be very interesting. And then you guys, we can go to AEW. Um, one thing I'm, I'm very upset about is how Brock Lesnar gets treated like a king. And Seth Rollins is treated like a king. And, and Kofi gets treated like he is the biggest piece of shit that WWE ever put a title on. I don't like it. Oh. That's how they treat him. Like I they just gave me like um Kay sent me a video last night when I was talking to Nicole on live and the, the basically Booker T was just running down all of the reasons why Kofi Kingston is not doing well as championing how he needs to, you know, get serious and stop playing and stop throwing pancakes in the crowd. That's not a real yeah. champion. And, I'm like, well, I, if I recall, you were King Booker. You, you took the ER off your name and put an A on yours. And then on top of that, you would come out with your pinky in the air. 
your wife will be bowing to you and shit. Like she was Thank you. A, a servant yes. of you. And I'm like, I don't understand what the difference is. You was just as idiotic as him throwing pancakes in the crowd. You in the middle of the ring, you're a grown ass man in the middle of the ring spinning on your back. True. The kids do that, five-year-olds do that, just so you know. So if we gonna talk about getting serious, then let's 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 call a spade a spade. There was nothing about you that was serious until you until it really counted for you. Then you was taking it to the end, but you was out there, you know, shucky ducky quack quack. What the fuck is that? Like just tell me why it's okay for you to have your gimmick, your quips, your quote, all that shit. You can do all of that. But Kofi has to meet a standard that nobody else is being held to. Furthermore, when they were the New Day in the beginning and they were heel characters, they were still coming in the ring dancing. They were still, you know, Biggie was still Biggie. Xavier mm -hmm. still had Francesca and Kofi was still twerking. So what is the difference? They were Listen. champions then too. Rest in peace, Francesca. And Francesca 2 Turbo. You know what I'm <laughs> no, we've, we've had this conversation before, like, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's just like, you don't have, like, I don't care for ultra-serious champions, I don't want edgelords, you know, like, basically, life is depressing enough, and I don't want to see, and I see enough people who, to basically me, they all look like any more creative wrestlers who all look the same, almost, like, the only two people I can tell you that stands out, like the one person I can think of that stands out to me out of like a bunch of people is Aleister Black because he's, he's unique. But like everybody else kind of fills in the background and I'm like, so what's wrong with just being different? Life's depressing enough. So if I want to turn on TV and see a man who has done everything his company has asked him to do for 11 years and he did it with a smile on his face and he finally gets paid off he doesn't have to be a freaking edgelord. Like, I'm so tired of this. Like, not everybody has to be life's depressing enough. Can I just watch one person on my TV be 100% naturally happy and not be a bad thing to see? Like, you have a shit day, here comes New Day, and then all of a sudden you're laughing and carrying on and looking at Biggie going, what the fuck are you doing? And, you know, yeah, just I... thing. like, what is just wrong with just being like a happy person and you know what Booker T needs to shut his mouth and then Christian was the same way he was running down Kofi before Wrestlemania he was sitting there with Edge yeah. and Edge turned around yeah. and he goes well didn't it take you 15 years to win your first title like you, like, you know like he just he just shut him up and I was like thank you Edge you damn mountain man but thank you <laughs> right the only thing the only thing, and I, I'm not gonna say nothing else after I say this. I'll let the coast. The only thing I have an issue with is it's funny to me how Kofi has to stop doing what he's doing, but the OC can run around talk about being milk lovers. Ah, that makes me grossed out. It's like, so they can talk about that's that. so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't even care. It's funny. I don't have a problem with it, but don't clock Kofi for what he's doing if you're not gonna clock the other bullshit. It's just, it's just wrong. And there's nothing wrong with Kofi. There's nothing wrong with his championship. Out of both champions, 
Colty has been the most consistent champion. He's taken every champion on head on. He ain't been losing the tab title and then gaining it back. He ain't had to go up against Brock Lesnar three times this year. He didn't have to go up against Baron Corbin three times this year in Ooh. shitty matches with no storyline. Okay? That shit didn't happen. And he didn't have to bring his wife in the ring so he can have a match with her and have a match with another bitch so they can have a winner take all. He didn't do that. Kofi had clean wins every time. So if you're going to call exactly. his, his channel, you can't call him title right. This is boring. Oh, this is whack. Well, I ain't hear nothing. None of y'all hoes say nothing about Bliss's title reign. Y'all didn't say nothing about that shit. Never seen anything about Charlotte. Every championship five times. Yeah, three times smack. I think it's like twice, like two times on one and then three on the other. She has three, um, three raw title. Um, have three raw titles to SmackDown. Yeah, but nobody complains about her. She deserved her championship, right? Then yeah, they say, "Well, the Kofi train is over. Kofi Mania is over. It's time to move on." I'm like, "Yeah, okay." When when somebody else get the title. You're going to be bitching in. And when you do, I'm going to shut your ass down. It's period. The only people I see defending Alexa is people who think she's cute, who only mentions her ass or her rack. I've never, and they may be out there, but I have never seen one female wrestling fan defend Alexa Bliss. Not one. No, they do. I'm not going to say that they don't because there is some that do. I've never seen it. There is quite a few that do. Mm -hmm. A Uh, lot of the people who like her, like her, are younger. Yeah. Like the people, but um, fans around our age, they they don't necessarily like her, but they're not going to go out of her way, their way to like insult her like the children do. Right. Like like the like the ten year old um Sasha and Alexa stands. Like there's a lot of people who are like, I don't I don't like her, but it's like whatever. She's there. I just I'm sorry, it creeps me out when I see a grown ass man wearing an Alexa Bliss shirt. And again, it's nothing to Alexa herself. But, you know, when I see a man old enough to be my dad wearing an Alexa Bliss shirt and talking about how, and I quote, because I actually heard this when I went to Raw once, how good her ass looks in those pants, it makes me want to go to the bathroom and throw up all over the place. Well, I mean, unfortunately, dudes are dudes. So, I just do it back to them. And I'd be like, did you see that dick print? You see that dick print though, and then they get really uncomfortable. Yeah, Roman's pants were two inches tighter. Like, yeah, I just do it back, and they get uncomfortable, and they they're like, "Oh my god, get a room!" And I'm like, "Well, you want to fuck Alexa Bliss? I like fucking. So what's what's the problem? Like, what is the issue? What up? Like, I thought we were having a conversation, right? Then it yeah, I mean. And that's where you can enjoy the show. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's pretty much it. Alright, so it's kind of, I'm going to be honest with you guys, it kind of feels weird not talking about SmackDown uh, right after talking about Raw, but this Friday will be the uh, 
the game changer of SmackDown, and I, for one, am excited for it and can't wait for it. So, um, let's see here. Also, what else is going on. Also, shout out to Fox for, for shelling all of the money out for the promotion. Oh, what? yeah. They got a pre-show set up. Hey, Freddy. You know, also, they have been doing at Fox, which is really funny. Um, there was during, I forgot, it was sometime on Sunday. I'm not sure which game it was, but they literally had, they showed like a flat, it was like a, like a, a, like a normal short SmackDown promotion. And then they did like a flash of the theme. And then a lot of people, you know, who don't watch wrestling, they were like, what the fuck is this? What was that? <laughs> yeah. And there was some girl who um, had a Snapchat video of it and it wound up on Twitter and it's hilarious. And people are like, what I the fuck? And then people were pulling um, stuff from um, NFL Reddit and people were like, what the fuck was that? Wow. And it's just really That's funny. emotion, kids. Their marketing <laughs> is impeccable. You gotta get it. It's also me. called they... hearing the locals, which I very yeah. enjoy. <laughs> they are they are selling the shit out of this. And I'm I'm here for it. Make the normies yeah, feel uncomfortable. They like, <laughs> like WWE can't get these ratings up like that won't, so we're gonna have to step in and help this shit. <laughs> All right. Well, there's also well, so Raw's came to an end. Um, we'll see for a go home show. I was very disappointed. Unfortunately, guys, we ran out of time, and we're gonna gonna have to break this podcast up. Don't worry. The second half of the recap episode will be coming very soon literally right after this one is posted don't forget to make sure you guys follow us on social media and be sure to continue to look out for our podcast every week we're gonna do our best to recap every monday um night raw every smackdown every nxt if we can we're gonna do everything we can to give you guys all the information and our brilliant commentary on this week's wrestling so we'll see you guys in the next one Thank you.